Hi guys, welcome back to Life of Living Abundantly podcast. Today we have Miss Alicia Frierson, our podcast producer. She is going to be doing the Q&A. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. You know I'm nervous. It's all right. We're so glad to have her face on film. We all got to get started somewhere. Lord knows I was nervous and sometimes still is. Um, so if you are new to the channel, thank you so much for tuning in. We have so much fun content where we talk about just freedom, just a journey uh, where we transition or a place of where you've been in bondage or whether you had abuse or whether you couldn't get through something, a bad breakup, um, and you are wanting to be on the other side. We give you so many different tips and then we also offer other people an opportunity to come on our channel and share their story. It is one of the greatest things that I find that has helped me through my healing journey. So today we're going to be doing question and answers and here we the go. The topic is about counseling. Counseling. Because we have a counselor here. Hello. So I'm going to ask her questions because I have my own personal questions about counseling because I need to go but I haven't been yet. <laughs> so this is kind of like me getting a little sneak peek into it. Wonderful. Before I go. Hopefully we'll get you going and a couple of your little YouTube and podcast friends too. Hopefully. So can you explain to us exactly what counseling or therapy is? Like uh, who exactly is it for? Well, because of the way that our world has changed, counseling therapy is for anyone and anybody. You don't necessarily have to have something that you are struggling with or it's some sort of trauma or you don't wait for something bad to happen. Now people are being preemptive about counseling, whether they're transitioning to a new life phase, they're just wanting to explore more about themselves. Counseling is a very, very healthy and honestly, I think well needed um, insight into yourself as you're just transitioning through life. Um, you just have different topics and conversations sometimes that you talk through. But if there's specifically something that you're battling with, um, such as any type of anxiety or depression or where you just feel stunted in a place in your life where you can't transition, um, that's what counseling's for. Counseling, like when you have found your person, it's like having a good conversation on a couch with someone and you become open to change. That is the biggest advice that I can give someone. Like you have to be open and willing to address the hard in order to address the, the issue in order to transition to the next. That's funny that you say that because one of my questions is, how transparent do you have to be with a therapist? Because me, I'm an introvert and I already have walls up for like strangers in general. And so you just said I have to be really open, but like, I guess that depends on the therapist bringing that out of you or do you just have to go in there willing to just be all in? In order to be that transparent, like it has to be a good fit. Like I always encourage people again like it should be a natural normal flowing conversation and that trust is there when that counselor is building what's called a rapport with you mm -hmm. in building that rapport you don't feel like they are above you or below you like you just feel like they are there with you 
exactly what you're needing to talk about. And I always tell people, as transparent as you are with me, the deeper I can help you. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, nowadays, I don't know if you've seen um, some counselors and therapists go viral because they don't necessarily tell their patients business, but they will like give a generalization of what they're dealing with with their patients. And that's kind of scary to me because if I'm your patient, I know that you're talking about me and you're telling it to the world. Mm -hmm. So how can we, I guess, is there like a confidentiality thing for maybe social media? I don't know. I just know I get nervous about that stuff because I saw that happening that on Twitter. That is an amazing question. I know like Kerry Washington came out with the therapist show on Hulu, which is hilarious where like all her followers follow her. Um, I, I would love to be and do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, never did I ever think that I would be a social media person. But anytime that you enter into counseling, like we have ethics that we abide by as, you know, counselors, therapists, coaches, like, and, and just human morals. Mm -hmm. And um, in today's society, absolutely, you... Um, are entitled to that fear of being exposed in such a way and yes only you would know about it and all the other people that you've told that you're in counseling right. because now when one person goes viral like all of a sudden we're talking like that person or we're yeah. mimicking or we're using their verb verbiage mm -hmm. or um, you are exposed um, but I can't say that I know anyone who has done those things because yeah. we do try and sign a confidentiality um, waiver with our clients um, and HIPAA is a real thing and I don't know how how to say that it's okay or not okay because you're not exposed and yeah. Even if it wasn't for social media, clients are talked about all the time. They just mm -hmm. don't know because we have an ethical obligation to consult um, with another colleague, and we do it all the time. And we have to talk in staff cases. Yeah. Um, and we end up helping each other professionally by doing those things, mm -hmm. but never is it an avenue to help another client when we're consulting on that level does that make sense yeah like we don't consult <clears throat> to put to give that consulting content that we're consulting about another client it's it's not necessarily for everyone it's more so yeah. for from professional to professional that when we sense. consult um, I know the girl I saw that was putting everybody's she wasn't putting everybody's business out there but like I said she was generalizing saying because I think she was a therapist for men so she was saying this is what I see in men, but like her delivery was aggressive and it seemed like she was talking down on them. Well, she got fired. So she got fired from where? Wherever she worked. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <As a> therapist. <laughs> so well. I know that's something that's been on my mind. So I'm like, when mm -hmm. I first saw it, I was like, is she allowed to even do this? Yeah. How do you, how would you navigate? Do you know like therapists who are on social media and how would they navigate like, I don't know, talking about what they talk about on social media. Again, I don't know any therapist 
personally, and I mean, it's it's a small network. It's a yeah. big but small network, and I don't know anybody that personally or that I've seen doing those things. Mm -hmm. And if we do ever staff anything globally, it is, because doctors do it, you gotta think about it. Yeah. But it is so generic that it does not lead or pinpoint to one person. Yeah. Yeah, it was something you, you had said and I wanted to address, but I think I forgot. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Oh, it pops back up. Yeah, because it was good. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, um, here in, in the area, I mean, we're outside of Nashville. Mm -hmm. So I have personally seen um, or privately consulted, whether it's with mediation, coaching, um, and counseling, I've seen celebrities. I've seen people who are well-known, and never have I ever thought of, you know, for for whatever purposes, putting their business out there or saying mm. that I have seen such and such and such um, to gain more clientele. The clientele yeah. that's for me is going to be for me. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if, if you can be trusted once you expose someone mm -hmm. on that level locally. Like everybody wants to be viral. Everybody wants to be big, you know, but at the same time, like, this is this is a gig for me. This is a mm -hmm. calling for me. This is not my full time job. Right. And you can't let that mess up the profession who you've truly overall mm -hmm. been called to help and yeah. facilitate. Um, this is a very trusting job. Yeah, that reminds me of another instance where a therapist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she was Do you like therapists? <laughs> That's why you won't go. I don't know. That's a good question. Um. But a, a therapist had, well, this I, I watched this uh, podcast called Social Proof Podcast, and the lady co-host on there, she was starting counseling sessions, and um, when she had, you know, I think she went to, like, a consultation with the, the therapist, mm -hmm. and, you know, she liked her, and so she was going to go and go through with the sessions, and then the girl posted her on her page and was saying, so excited to be working with who the podcaster was and the podcaster was like I didn't want people to know that I was like going through these counseling sessions like her trust was just she didn't trust her anymore after that so she found another therapist and the, that's not therapy yeah and then the therapist was heartbroken because she was like I'm so sorry I just I, I, I didn't mean she, she said something I can't remember but I know that that was like so the therapist gets a client yes. that was well known mm -hmm. and then says, I'll be working with, guess who? Mm -hmm. On her social media Instagram page where everybody can see it. Yes, she did that. That creates one heck of an ethical dilemma that yeah. I can personally say does not fly here. Um, or with anyone that I work with because again I think this climate everyone is so worried about being famous right. or like I I think that part of my personal validation and notoriety has been by making moves in silence mm -hmm. I have worked with some of the most amazing people around the world yeah. And no one will ever know. So like when I'm putting out all of this knowledge and being called to do a lot of these things, 
um, I, I had to separate it from counseling so that um, honestly God said what what I've hidden you in these four walls to do like can no longer be secret there's a lot of yeah. hidden talents but the exposure of the people that I've seen along the way I just I couldn't imagine putting their information out there but if they ever chose to which is they do they walk around mm -hmm. town like this is who I see you should see my counselor yeah but that has nothing we can't do that exactly and and that's why they say the biggest advertisement is word of mouth but it mm -hmm. can't be word of mouth by the professional yeah oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah now I will say that there is something to separate between coaching and counseling mm -hmm. coaching is something because of what I've told you like this <clears throat> being able to reach people on a broader spectrum and being able to pull them through ethically counseling kind of caps you to doing some of those things so i had to be creative and separate the coaching and the counseling mm -hmm. now with the coaching um again like i like to still keep those things private but if i'm a speaker at an event and someone goes on stage and says you know, and it's very well known that they're in the NFL or they're mm -hmm. on a soccer team or they're at some major college. And I'm not saying any of those things happen, but yeah. if they're a part of something big and they mention my name, that has nothing to do with me, mm -hmm. you know, um, because I still want to carry my ethics into counts into coaching. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Um, when you answered the question about who is counseling for, you mentioned that um, like when you're going through a transition or something, that's when you should start seeing one. Is there any reason why you should start seeing one maybe before a transition? Like do people go to therapy just because they're like, I just need somebody to talk to all the time or something like that? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> we get that a lot um, and when they come to and they sit down and they're like I just need someone to talk to well part of our ethical guidelines is that we try and get them to establish goals and exactly mm -hmm. just needing someone to talk to yeah. and what does that look like and in that conversation you know any therapist counselor even coach will help you establish goals Today, I want to ask you guys something very important. I'm asking you guys to share your story. It's so important that we have other women and men that are able to share their story. Narcissistic abuse is emotional abuse. It's mental and psychological. And what we're trying to do here is educate other people as far as how to recognize some of the behaviors that are affecting people and they don't even know. Or if they're in their healing journey, like you and several of our other viewers are trying to get past, we really need you sharing your stories so that someone can relate. Your story and your walk and why you went through what you went through is really to help other people. We would really love if you could contact us and share your story and be willing to be bold and educate, encourage and empower other people who have had to walk in this situation or who have nowhere to turn like once you and I have been. Please contact us, email us at lifeoflivingabundantly at gmail.com. Thank you. Like it is the counselor's responsibility 
um, to help that client find the goals themselves when it's client directed. Um, sometimes in coaching, you can help push some of those things along. Um, but the goals of the client typically helps them work a little harder. It makes them help, um, help them be transparent and get what they need to get out of it. Um, and regardless, when you're in a good counseling relationship, you're going to find things to work on. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're even going to be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know I had that going on. Or, you know, um, maybe I am crazy. You're not. But it's processing that makes your mind go in different avenues. Mm -hmm. And it challenges you to think differently. That's what helps push you into a new transition. Okay. So... This is something that a lot of people may not know. And I think I found this out a little later too. But someone like that you know can't counsel you, right? Like if I were to come to your counseling center, you wouldn't be able to counsel me, right? Correct. And why is that? Okay, so you want the real version? <laughs> why that became an ethical thing? Sure, yes. Same reason why you can't work with friends and family. You know, um, there's a personal relationship there and you know too much already. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but ethically, you know, just so that you're never allowing yourself to be exploited or to exploit someone else. Mm -hmm. um, again, you know too much information about that person and when we gather information, we are truly doing an assessment. And an assessment, you do not have all the information. And so if you did do something like that, you're not really giving yourself a fair shake mm -hmm. um, because that person already has established some sort of biased opinion. No matter who or how much somebody loves you, somewhere in there they have biases about you. You know, right. my mama loved me, but she has bias, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. So your auntie, your uncle, your cousins, your friends, they can't counsel you. No. <laughs> no, it just would not be good. Or anyone who can get insight or extra information mm -hmm. about you. It's just, it's a no-go. Good to know. Okay. Um, where is that question that I had? Oh, how should I go about... I guess finding the right therapist. What if I go to a therapist and I just, I'm not feeling them. I'm not feeling mm -hmm. what they're asking me. I just, like how long does it take to find a therapist? First, you want to start asking around and ask for a recommendation. Um, I know how I found my counselor slash therapist is that I asked some of my friends, you know, who do you see? Why do you see them? Like, I don't care if I'm the therapist needing a therapist. If you're a good therapist, mm -hmm. you need a therapist. Um, and I mean that. Uh, because I think everyone can, can find the value in investing in yourself by going to counseling. And it's just, it is this little secret box that people don't know if you really get into a healthy and really good counseling relationship. But the best way first is to ask other people and if you're not in a position or you don't have those safe relationships where you can trust somebody to know that you need counseling which is why people don't use this method mm -hmm. you go online and you look at the profiles I remember a long time ago I was so offended by a comment that 
a fellow therapist had made and she was just like well if I'm going to um, a dentist or an OB or whatever the topic was she's like I want to go to somebody who looks like me and I was like you know and maybe sometimes that is or is not necessary mm -hmm. sometimes it is encouraged that um depending on what you're going for you need to see somebody of the opposite sex yeah. you know depending on what you're going for you need to probably see somebody younger or older male or female you know um so you know and and i wish that there were more men in the profession because men need other men to speak to outside yeah. of their church leadership groups I mean, yeah, yeah, because there's not techniques in the leadership or church groups um, that are being used that a counselor would use. And, and I am just in awe of the amount of men who are needing, wanting, begging, and starting support for one another. So I, I encourage men, like, do your thing. I'm proud yeah, of y'all. They need to go to therapy, too, because... Mm -hmm. It just annoys me how prideful men can be. Mm -hmm. Like, whoever my future husband is, he has to go to therapy. Absolutely. Or have been through some sort um, of therapy process because it is going to be key and vital into investing into your own relationship when you get there. Yeah. That is something like, that is hands down. Like, my spouse like he has been through something he has been on a journey he has seen his better days of counseling um spiritual transformation all of that is very important before you can even access this level of me because i've had to do all that work yeah and you want somebody to to match that level of health you know and um and just remember, like, going to counseling does not always mean something's wrong with you or that you're flawed. Um, I'm in awe again, and I'm so, I think that it is just so admirable that a lot of these men um, who are humble and have worked on their character and just their demeanor in life are so open and sensitive and authentic now in sharing those experiences. Yeah. So, yeah like that too and you said that the comment made about wanting a dentist or whatever who looks like them I know a lot of uh, people think like that especially in the black community um, I've definitely heard like I want a black therapist because no other race will be able to understand like the trauma that we go through there's even like a um a website for i think it's called black girl therapy mm -hmm. and she's I'll, amazing she is mm -hmm. oh it's a person I, I, it's like the interview different people right i don't know is it's, that, a podcast. it's a podcast yeah oh well i just saw the website and it had like a list of all the um therapist but what's so funny and I hope I don't get in trouble for this but w the way I think about it is I feel like um I feel like having a therapist that looks like me they're going to well not necessarily because I'm thinking of younger like when I see like a 20 something year old therapist 
I don't know why my mind automatically goes to they're going to enable me to do things that I don't want to do, which is probably not true. And I think I'm just on Twitter too much. What's an example of getting you to do something? Like, like say if I was, I don't know, mad at a friend or something and I'm starting to explain myself and I'm like, so what should I do about the situation? And they're like, you're totally right. You should cut her off or whatever. I just think that they're going to agree with what I'm saying. And I don't know why I do that. That's just how my brain works. So an example in therapy, here goes real life therapy, but not. What is going on within you that automatically makes you reject what that person is trying to you know, like that friendship. Like, what is it in you that you've seen in that friend that is a trigger or strikes you the wrong way? Like, a lot of counseling is insight. And I like that because... The problem is not always the other person. Yeah, I do that by myself. That's my problem. I think I'm my own therapist. <laughs> I just said even the therapist yeah. has a therapist. Yeah. Like, all my friends, like, and I, I don't want to expose anybody, but, like, professionals, like, we we make the conscious decision that this life is tough, this life is hard, and when you go through enough shadow work or you go through um, insightful moments, you know, at 41 years old, like, I'm like, dang. How did I get all this knowledge? And a lot of it is insight and inside work mm -hmm. and <clears throat> realizing that um, when you reach a certain level in life that your happiness, your sadness, you have the power. You control all of that. You have to learn how to access it. And the greatest relationship you will ever have is with yourself. That's not healthy. We need therapy. Okay, so when I do go to therapy mm -hmm. and when your audience, you gotta come up with a name for them. <laughs> lovelies. When lo the lovelies begin their therapy journey, how long do they have to stay in therapy? That's one of our favorite questions. We always recommend six to eight sessions. Okay. Whether you do that twice a week, once a week, eight weeks straight, like six to eight sessions. It is no magical pill. It is no miracle that happens because we don't know how long it's finally going to take for something to click mm -hmm. in you as we're trying to have, help you access some of that introspect, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of like when you're starting a diet or a workout routine. It takes eight weeks to establish a habit. You want to make sure that counseling is a habit for you. People who start skipping or they're missing their sessions or they're rescheduling, you know, that lets us know a lot about the investment they have in themselves or if they're mm -hmm. coming from any kind of um, relationship standpoint. That is good to know. That's a very good observation too because you have to put in the work. You to get have healed. to put in the work. And, and, and 
again, it is a lot of work. Yeah. But that is not anything that you should be afraid of when a better you comes out on the other side. Yeah, I don't know why I'm so, like, nervous about it. Mm -hmm. I guess because, like I said, I stay in the house by myself, not really a going out person. Don't really talk to people like that. And so just having to sit in the room where somebody just opens me up and gets everything out that's been bottled up in here. It's a little mm -hmm. scary to think about, but mm -hmm. I know I need to do it. You do. Everybody needs to do it. But there's something underlying as to what's feeding that fear as far as why you won't. It's almost like you're afraid of something being exposed. It's only going to be exposed to you. I think I am. But that brings me to another question. Um, if, if you feel like, if a person feels like they want, say, their spouse or... Um, family member mm -hmm. to they think like the relationship would benefit from a therapy session mm -hmm. is there a good way to kind of ease the the hesitant person into that or do you just like leave it alone and just let them come on their own time mm -hmm. a lot of times if we're having to be encouraged to go to counseling it's because something that has been seen that can't be unseen. It's it's you're being pushed or encouraged to go because that other person is already invested in you and want to see a better or healthier you. Mm -hmm. They see that there's something wrong. Yeah. Um. I think the best thing that you can do is yes, ask that person, "Would you like to go with me?" Or I encourage you to go alone. Um. And we're, if if they get offended, just kind of like we're talking about you today, mm -hmm. why are you offended and what are you so afraid that you're going to have to face or yeah. be exposed about yourself? And my favorite one is, I don't need counseling. They're the ones that they don't need six to eight sessions. They need six to eight months as a beginning phase. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know some people like that. Mm -hmm. Um. So as a counselor, have you had, I know you've had instances of where a person does come to the counseling sessions and they go through the six to eight weeks, but you don't see a change or they come in here like they know everything. You've had, have you had any of those instances before? <laughs> she's trying to do what she was offended that the other therapist did and she wants me to talk about a situation No, <laughs> but I have a plenty of those and I have a most recent one of those and um, it's always a red flag to us when someone is dictating their own treatment mm -hmm. i.e. they know everything um, or they are defensive at every turn um, a lot of times um, there's some sort of personality disorder and sometimes, you know, bipolar or something going on in there that makes them so resistant to treatment. Um, good therapist. Um, I, I am the one who I 
um, believe that confrontation in therapy is good because if you're a professional, it's a healthy sense of confrontation. Mm -hmm. So the question would be, why are you so resistant to therapy? Everything that I tell you, you say, you know, or you agree, but then you do the exact opposite mm -hmm. inside of the therapy session. So I would say right now, working with situations in, in the court systems or dealing with a lot of the high conflict stuff in the co-parenting coaching I'm working with, you see that at every turn. And there's a lot of fight for power and control. They know everything, they're resistant, and, and just calling those things out. And sometimes it goes a little deeper, mm -hmm. and because of my counseling experience, I can handle it, but if it begins to interfere in the, pro in the process, of co-parenting coaching, then I'm like, you, you need you need an individual therapist. Yeah. You know? And sometimes it is a healthy thing for somebody to say, you have an issue in this area. You know? It's up to them whether or not they're receptive. Yeah. That makes sense. So, mm -hmm. well, my last question is how can, um, people find local therapists in their area what should they be looking for I guess can you look for things in a therapist before you actually go meet them everybody does like that's why websites are now so crucial because of um, social media um, so you'll go to psychology today um, and then if you're local you'll go to the local website and right now like here like there are all kind of different counseling places popping up mm -hmm. and you know on paper people look great but it's just like shopping for a doctor you'll check their credentials you'll check their personality you'll see what they look like and um, if you like their hair and if that's how you choose them mm -hmm. or just simply the demeanor of the person taking your intake information that has a lot to do with your counseling process mm -hmm. um, so looking on on the websites and then also there's psychology today where you can put in your your zip code and you'll find several people within your area and how much they charge and their modality of therapy and so forth um yeah like but again it's hard not to not find a match because when you go into a doctor's office no matter what your doctor looks like no matter what your doctor sounds like there is a modality on how that doctor has to treat your symptoms mm -hmm. period mm -hmm. and I'd hate it if I went into an ER needing emergency care and I am treated based on what I look like versus yeah. the symptoms and we do know that that is an issue in this world, so right. I try not to be a part of the problem. Okay. Well, that was my last question. Uh, hey. The verdict is I will be going to therapy one day. My goal is to do it this year. I challenge you to find a therapist within the next seven days. You already gave me a recommendation, so... I challenge you to call me. I have another one. Who did I give you? <laughs> Let's blast my therapy friends. Who did I tell I you can't about? Remember. You said you were gonna um interview her. And I can't remember her name. Okay. 
I don't want to say I got it. I know. I don't know. <laughs> Just in case we ain't friends no more. I'm joking. I'm joking. I keep my friends. I but like yeah. my friends. Okay. Well, I'll give you another recommendation. You're going to call both of them in two weeks. In two days. No, seven days. Seven days. Well, well. i got to wait for some. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Insurance. <laughs> I am gonna do it in the next month. In the next seven. No, no, no. It's June, August. Give it to August, mm -hmm. cause that's what I wanna. I wanna do August. I wanna start in August. And see, that is another thing that just to keep this rolling is that we <laughs> have got to do better about our mental health. And one reason why I do what I do here, like I can't fund the city, but it makes me so upset that we are not able to address our health and well-being because of finances and insurances. Yeah. And though we accept insurance here, like it is just a huge barrier to treatment. It is. And I so about that too. And we want to begin doing things that has us a pool to be able to help people. And it's no if, ands, or buts. We don't ask questions. They just go to therapy and we help assist them with that. Yeah. That's, uh, that is my main barrier. That's actually my only barrier besides mm -hmm. my own brain. Mm -hmm. um, so I have decided when I do get that insurance. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'll tell you what, start. we're going to help you start the journey. And we'll take care of it until your insurance kicks in in August. Really? Yes. That means I have to start sooner than August? In seven days. Well, you really do need to get a head start because it's taken like eight, six to eight weeks to even get an appointment. But I think I can hook you up with some people and they'll get you in a little sooner. My heart <laughs> just dropped because she has oh. no more excuses. Excuses. <laughs> excuses. That is so funny. Okay, I'm going to do it. Of course. Do y'all have tissues in your rooms? Yeah, it's right there. Show them the box. Going to need a lot of this. Yeah. In my therapy session. Yeah. And we have plus, plus lotion. Plus lotion. Yes. <laughs> because the goal is, is that we like emotion. And I hate it. I think that's another thing. I don't want to cry. Why? I just don't like crying in general. I'm a cryer. Except for, um, in private, mm -hmm. like in the shower. Like, I'm so glad I live by myself. Because when I cry, nobody can come in there and say, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. I hate that question. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong. I'm processing. Yeah, very true. So, yeah. I'm processing. You know, that's where I have all of my little spiritual awakenings and moments. And I can sing in the shower. I can dance in the shower. I hear the Lord in the shower. Like, and we cry in the shower. You're not the only person who does that. In the shower, out the shower? In the car, driving yeah. down the street, looking like wackadoodle, just <laughs> you know, whether it's a song, a thought, a process, and you you just you don't you don't know. And who are we yeah. to judge? Very true. I laugh at myself after I cry. Well, it's good that you don't take yourself too serious. Sometimes. Yeah. So we're gonna get you in counseling you're going to start in seven days but i will say say this that that my theory is when people do not have something to invest towards their therapy 
and somebody else is doing all the investment for them financially or emotionally, they don't get what they need to out of it. That's so what they say about to, um, literally everything. Like, mm -hmm. if someone gives you something, you won't cherish it as much as if you pay. Correct. So I'm gonna ask a little investment from you, no matter what. I and mean, you want I to do that. Was going to invest anyway. I just wanted it to be on my insurance. But I'm very serious about getting healed. It's kind of mm. annoying now to think about the things that I think about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, y'all know my ask off camera, right? Because <laughs> I definitely don't want to say it here. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. We can uh, work something out. Great. Well, thank you. This was a great podcast. If you are interested in being on the Lola Podcast Show, email us, lifeoflivingabundantly at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, lifeoflivingabundantly.com. Go over to the podcast tab, fill out the form, and hopefully we'll see someone here soon. We want to keep giving great content. Um, we want to encourage, empower, and educate others just about everything. You know, there's no certain specific topic. I know how we started this podcast. It's because I was called to simply share my story. And God told me that all of this would just kind of open up in an avenue where he wanted this to go. I've started to share my story. I am becoming more comfortable in the journey. And um, I want to help assist other people in doing so. So until next time, lovelies, bye-bye. Hi guys, thank you for enjoying that episode with us. I would love to ask you guys to do a few things for me. If you can, please subscribe, download, and leave a review. And if it is on your heart, please share an episode with anybody who may come to mind so that we can get this positive message out to those who need to receive it. Thank you. Bye-bye.